0: The Veritas Radio Network is guaranteed the right to offend, annoy, agitate, shout harass, and entertain. You start programming right now. Kind of like the cultural sewage served up on Bravo or CMT, only it's on 24 hours a day, except Sundays. When the truth gets you angry and you throw your smartphone, remember, no one's forcing you to listen to the truth on the Veritas Radio Network. You can't handle the truth. You're doing that of your own free will. That's what makes this country great, and any gay marriage pointless. That's offensive! So there isn't much you can do about it, Chotterhead. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Grab a book, take a vow, and conform your mind to reality. Yeah, reality. Otherwise, you're just another Judas-inspired Karl Marx wannabe, and your children will steal your credit card number to buy tickets to the Miley Cyrus Twerkers Ball. I came in like a wrecking ball! Are you ready? Let's get it on! On the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade, Betsy Ross, Grizzly Adams, and even Doc Holliday call her for advice. Well, I suppose I'm deranged, but I guess I'll just have to call. ears, darling. There are more cards in the prospering under Big Brother Dick than most people know about, and that's why there's the Suzanne Option Show, heard here only on the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade. Welcome, everybody, and happy Friday. This is the Suzanne Option. I am Suzanne Sherman, your host today. This is the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. Number here, we are live today and taking phone calls, looking for a lot of calls, a lot of participation today. Number here at the Bulldog Kia Studios West in the hinterland of Utah is eight four four five crusade 844-527-8723. Uh, You can also reach me on Twitter, Cowgirl Esquire. You'll find me there and also on my Facebook page. And that is Suzanne Sherman. Love it if you could like that page and follow me. I keep a lot of follow-up on um, what we talk about on the show on that page today. Another way you can hear us, if you like what you're hearing and want the easiest and most convenient way to listen to the Veritas Radio Network, Then download our apps in the Windows Phone App Store, the iTunes Store for iPhones and iPad, and the Google Play Store for Android devices. The app is just $1.99 and gives you fingertip access to the Crusade Channel live stream. Crusade Channel hosts bios, showtimes, Twitter, and Facebook feeds, and the all-new Crusade Channel preview feed, allowing you effortless playback of hours of of your favorite Crusade content without leaving the app. So download our app today, and please consider rating the app as well. Our smartphone app delivers the Crusade Channel anywhere your mobile device works the Veritas Radio Network app, mobile radio, the way it should be. Um, it's only fitting that we start off today with uh, sincere con- condolences and prayers. Uh, we have yet another uh, tragic event that had happened in, in France yesterday. I found out about it uh, when I came out from the movie theater. I was went back to see The Purge for a second time because I was so surprised <clears throat> by what I saw yesterday, and uh we're going to be we're going to be getting back into that subject a little bit later on. I talked with Mike about that earlier on his show as a little bit of a preview uh yesterday for those that uh listened, I had colin flaherty here he is the amazon number one he has an amazon number one best selling book called "The White Girl Bleed a lot and uh, Don't make the Black Kids Angry and we dispelled the false narrative yesterday that the war on blacks is the biggest lie of our generation, and also that the BLM is actually uh, predicated on this on this myth. And it's very difficult to tackle a subject like that without being labeled racist. You really don't see this being talked about on the networks in this in this uh, in this manner because uh, you you just see a lot of apologetics. Uh, also as as Colin said yesterday you see the cycle of violence and denial and deceit and it repeats itself and we had four groups uh, of enablers uh, if you missed that show yesterday please consider getting a founder's pass it's a great. It was a. It was a great episode. Highly informative. You can get a pass for 23 cents a day and download that show or any of the other ones on the Veritas Radio Network as well. So please consider doing that. Uh, I was also asked by several people, Have you gotten any hate mail or any threats yet? And no, actually, because here's here's one positive bit of uh, information I did get from a listener is this was very brave of you. You covered the topical you covered the topic with no undue bias and did not spew hate. Very classy. Now, folks, that's that's what we're about here at Veritas. It's not about hate. It's not about uh, a, an agenda. It's simply the truth. And if certain people don't like the truth, then that's unfortunately what we're told is that we're we're hateful or we're racist and in fact i had a i was at a picnic one time and we were discussing the issue this was last summer about ferguson and baltimore and a gal actually asked if it was not racist to acknowledge that the participants in these riots were were actually black so uh you know, I, we're not going to be hobbled here. I'm not going to be muzzled by political correctness. We will speak the truth, uh, whether or not it's positive or negative for a particular group, because that's what we're about here. So with regards to the BLM uh, issue and the shooting in Dallas, before we had the Dallas uh, slaughter, we had uh, two shootings, and they both involved white officers and black perpetrators I really have a hard time calling them victims because as Colin said you have this narrative that says these people were involved and they were shot when they were doing nothing at all absolutely nothing and that really wasn't the case here Um, but I what I want to get into is it's not necessarily that there is a firearm involved or not it's what was the motive behind the officer's when they took those shots, and sometimes it 's justified sometimes it 's not everybody makes mistakes; there are good cops, there are bad cops. Um, what I want to share with you is um, <laughs> let me back up for a second. one of the reasons or the main reason that i 'm really here on on the Crusade Channel is uh, Mike had a vision that I could interject my personal experiences into, into this show from having uh, taken the option to escape from California where I felt that our freedoms and our liberties were, were being taken away on a daily basis And I I came here, and I'm sharing my experiences. I'm not just talking about it. It's not a theory for me that I'm trying to share with other people. It's my actual life. Well, I have, uh, in Utah, you can actually open carry legally. You um, can get a concealed carry permit if you so desire, and it is a shall issue state. What that means is, If you are a law-abiding citizen with with no criminal history and you qualify, you have the right, they cannot deny you, to carry a firearm in a concealed manner. You also have the option of not having a firearm concealed, but having it so it is plainly visible for all to see. Well, I opt for the second option for several reasons. Uh, I know tactically there are pros and cons for either either option. Uh being a woman it's it's difficult to sometimes conceal on your body. I do not believe in keeping them in in a purse. I want it easy to get to. So I I keep mine where it's readily available to me if I need it. The difference is if you have a concealed carry permit, you can have a round in the chamber. I do not have a round in the chamber, but I have the gun loaded at all times. So just with that little bit of background, I want to tell you about a couple instances where I had interaction with law enforcement in in an official capacity where I came out alive I'm here to talk about it, and it wasn't because of the color of my skin. Uh, it wasn't about having a gun. It all has to do with with behavior. And one thing I will say is I understand where I live in Utah, um, one of the incidents was on one of the mountain roads here, uh, where you're not going to have law enforcement maybe be as a, maybe on guard as they are in some of these urban areas. But the other incident was in Salt Lake City where we do have different demographics, we do have a different rate of crime as well. So, you know, that is that might give you some background on to what they're thinking at the time, but it's not the determining factor. So let me start with, uh, I'll go in chronological order. The first incident happened a couple years ago, and we were, I was driving my motor home in the city and I hadn't driven it since we had moved here. We had just really, were getting our feet, uh, we were getting, finding our way here and just kind of getting settled in. But we were going to take a trip. As people know I do in this motorhome, we were going to go to Badlands and travel across Montana to Glacier. So we needed to have some work done on it and we were driving down. I had to make a U-turn to get into the uh, facility. I went a little bit wide and clipped a uh, mirror and a side door panel from another vehicle, pulled over immediately, and uh, a little bit of an aside, the gentleman was uh, somewhat hostile to me, and he was somewhat aggressive, and uh, (laughs) he, he ended up stopping that behavior, I think, once he got a better look at me, and he ended up calling the police. We got to the dealership. And when law enforcement arrived, I'm going to tell you how you need to deal with police. And I know I have some law enforcement friends that are listening. I I would hope that they would chime in. I'd love to hear from them right now as well if they get a chance. Um, when the police officer showed up, I refuse to act like I'm doing anything wrong, but I will also let them know that I am not a threat to them. What I did when I saw her approaching was I just casually put my hands behind my back to let her know I'm carrying, here it is. Guns prominently on display as it's required by law. After that, I crossed my arms across my chest to let her know, yes, the gun is here. Second of all, I have absolutely no intention whatsoever of reaching for it or touching it in any way. Therefore, it is of no harm or danger or risk to you whatsoever. So... She ends up taking um the report and and actually admonished the gentleman for contacting her because it was a non reportable incident, but aside from that she uh she never even acknowledged my firearm uh she saw it and and that was that, and uh I was surprised because you hear a lot of incidents where you're expected to um show a permit even though in Utah it's not required. But sometimes if you have a, a police officer who is against uh, open carry or concealed, doesn't want anybody other than law enforcement carrying it, they have been known to harass law-abiding citizens that are carrying firearms. A couple of years ago, our Governor uh, Herbert here signed a bill into law that says it is a- against the law for any law enforcement officer to harass um, anybody that is open carrying a firearm absent other sorts of threatening behavior. Now I know threatening behavior that standard seems unconstitutionally vague, but you know what? It's better than nothing because there have been instances across the country where people that are open carrying are being harassed. So, Um, you know, did that motivate her? I don't know. But, uh, the bottom line is when you interact with them and you have the firearm, just be civil and let them know that you're not a threat. There's no, there's no rocket science involved. Be calm. Now, the second incident, and I also want to, uh, thank Robin. I see Robin in California is listening. Hello, my dear. Um, we have, uh, my son and I were driving, we were going down to, um, down our mountain road. It's about 15 miles, and it's really easy to pick up a head of steam going down this hill, and for the first time ever, there was a sheriff parked over there, lights on, my son pulled over, and he came up to the right side of the vehicle, and my son knows he had both of his hands on, on the steering wheel waiting. And I, I had expected the SO2 to come up to his side of the window. It's been so long since I've, pull, I've been pulled over. They actually have changed protocol, I suppose. And he came up to the driver's side. And he starts talking to my to me and says, do you know why I pulled you over? And I look at him he goes, I pulled you over because you were speeding. Then he says, uh, do you know what the speed limit here is? And I said, you know, you need to talk to the driver of this vehicle. I'm going to recline my seat and let you communicate with him. At this point, now, remember, I have a gun on my hip. I haven't thought to even acknowledge it because, quite honestly, it's it's like telling him that I have shoes on. Um, I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't feel like I need to confess to them. And, honestly, at the time, I completely forgot it was even on me. I just don't think about it. So... He tells my son that he was speeding, and then he just casually says to me, hey, by the way, do you open carry all the time, or are you law enforcement? And I said, oh, you know, I open carry. I'm also an attorney and a firearms instructor. Oh, okay, well, we're, well where do you teach? Well, you know, I told him I just uh, really work with the Boy Scouts up here, and my my focus these days, I also teach the legal section of the NRA personal protection um, course, but uh, my focus now is just teaching firearm safety to new shooters. Oh, okay, very good. So he goes back and then comes back and issues my son a warning. There was no problem there. Um, so I've had I've had different scenarios or different opinions with law enforcement. I had a friend that's a uh, a couple of police officers in California who said. One felt that in California, by the way, and this was interesting, as, as the time when I was there before I left, she said that it is not a requirement or it was not a requirement to inform them if you have a concealed carry and that you have a, and you have one on you if you are interacting with law enforcement during a traffic stop. She felt that it was a courtesy that you should let them know. Uh, her husband, who's also uh, a police officer, said he didn't care one way or the other as long as it was lawful and if it wasn't i guess i guess he would find out so my point is it really has to do with how you interact with them if you act guilty if you're agitated you have to remember police officers are human beings and they are going to have a very heightened sense of alertness it's called self preservation Uh, I had a girlfriend in California whose husband had become a police officer. He was not on the force for more than a year. And he had become, um, let's see, he was in a town where a police officer hadn't been killed in 44 years. It was San Leandro, California. And he was called on a disturbance call, and he came up to the vehicle with his guard down, smiling, trying to make contact with a gentleman in the car who shot him seven times. He was just on probation. He was an illegal from El El Salvador. Killed him. So, um, you know, it's very understandable why they are uh, on edge when they approach these vehicles, and that's what I've told my son. So my advice to you also... uh, from personal advice and as my experience as a lawyer, if this event happens to you, always let them see your hands. Don't reach for your wallet or your registration as they're approaching the vehicle. This is what I've done. My hands are on the steering wheel. And uh, and in fact, I had been pulled over a couple times in California and I never, ever got sighted. Uh, hands on the steering wheel when they approach Officer, my license and registration are in this glove box here. Can I reach for them? Yes, you may. So, you know, we've seen the videos of these other two uh, shootings that preceded the Dallas uh, incident, and you didn't see that type of behavior there. And you see people that are on a heightened sense of um, they're, they're agitated, they're fighting the police officers. If you think that your arrest is unjustified or unlawful that the police have no business contacting you in that regard the time to deal with it is not right that at that moment unfortunately the best I can say is if you're going to be arrested stay calm and stay alive and let your attorney handle the matter for you in a court of law keep it civil because what happens when these people get agitated when you get violent all it does is fuel the flames for these protests that we've been seeing. And we're seeing more and more of these. And this is uh, a culmination of what has been the rhetoric since our latest administration uh, took office in 2008. We mentioned this yesterday, Eric Holder coming on and calling us a nation of cowards for not talking about racism. What Colin and I discussed yesterday is It's not just that we're not discussing race. We as white people are not admitting that we are the cause of all this violence. We can't buy into this. As I hear right now, I'm getting reports that George Soros has booked, I think, three hotel room floors of BLM activists for the uh, GOP convention. And this is what we're going to see more and more and more of, the civil unrest, the strife. Because who benefits from it? The government does. I put up a post uh, earlier on on Facebook. I want to read because it really uh, it really sums up the 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 goal. I think of. of what these people are trying to do. It says here, and it's by Robert Higgs, until people learn to disregard the state siren song of beneficence and protection, they will continue to suffer and die as victims of the state's wars, foreign and domestic. People yearn for security, and they look to the state to provide it, but they are calling on a wolf to guard the sheep. When we get back, we'll have a little bit more on this, and we're also going to get into the degradation and attack on uh, on traditional American values. I saw the purge last night. It was very, very distressing. Uh, if you've missed any of... Of this, oh, and also when we come back, I have Gene Daly on the phone and Andrew Avery, who's going to comment. So if you missed uh, this episode or this this first segment, please consider getting a Founder's Pass. You can get one for 23 cents a day. And I know right now, if you subscribe, that uh, you are going to get in July for every yearly membership an autograph an autographed copy of Humility of Heart, signed by this news this new editions editor, our very own Mike Church. You will get that for. Free. And that's not all. As a special gift, we're also offering beautiful handmade wooden kitchen cutting boards from our sponsor McClureBlock.com for becoming a Founding Brother or Crusader member or make a $500 cash donation to our monthly crowdfunding campaign. Please join our crusade today and become a Founders Pass member by going to VeritasRadioNetwork.com forward slash join or call 866 483-3833 483-3833 that's 866 483-3833 uh, we'll be back after this break this is the Suzanne Option on the Crusade Channel part of the Veritas radio network radio the way it should be gonna take a freight train down at the station line. I don't care where it goes gonna climb a mile Pass my love, A jump off Ain't nobody gonna know